Bulletin. Time for the Bulletin. We welcome in Ben Searle, who is our superstar guest today. Surly, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. And I must say, your comments and commentary there, they always bet on black. Every time I hear that, mate, it gets me excited again. So some of your best work. Thanks, mate. That's really kind of you. I, I really do appreciate that, Surly. Um, we're loving this World Cup, you and I. But I want to talk about a, a sport you know very, very well at the top, rugby league. Eden Park's yeah. going to see three international games, right? I, I've just cottoned on to the fact I think a New Zealand A team is playing. Is that right? If I got that right before, of course, full internationals, uh, the women up against Tonga and uh, the Kiwis up against Tauasama. Yeah, it's going to be a stack card, isn't it? And it's cool to see it at Eden Park for something a little different. Obviously, a bigger venue, so hopefully ticket sales have been going well. But yeah, a New Zealand A-side in the mix with a lot of young Warriors talent in there as well. So local fans will be excited to see them go about their work. Then you've got guys like Will Warbrick. They really are the future of New Zealand Rugby League. So yeah, get out there early. Watch the Kiwi Ferns play against Tonga. I thought they were really improved last weekend against the Jillaroos. And then you got the New Zealand A and then that main event, which I think is going to be a lot closer than people are kind of predicting. Yeah, we'll get on to that um, in just a moment. But uh, the Women's International, they're pretty raging hot favourites against Tonga, would they not be? Yeah, they are. I think Tonga are about $7. But that's more a credit, I think, to the improvement that the Kiwi Ferns have made. Obviously, last time we played the Jillaroos in that World Cup final, I think we lost 54-4, to whereas last weekend it was just an eight-point buffer, and we really pushed them too. So it looks like that team's come a long way. I think the inclusion of the NRLW and just so many Kiwis in that competition now, it's seen us go up another level so that's exciting times too for Warriors fans because 2025 I think is when our team comes back in so yeah New Zealand Rugby League across both genders is really strong at the moment and I think yeah the Kiwi Ferns should do it pretty comfortably against Tonga but if you ever underestimate a Tongan opposition you could well play the price. Uh, last weekend in the Pacific Championship it was Kangaroos beating Tawasamoa 38 points to 12. What, the Kumuls of Papua New Guinea too good for the Cook Islands, 46 points to 10. But most New Zealanders would be keen to get your reaction to how Tawasamoa looked in that and how big a threat are they to take on the Kiwis this weekend? Yeah, I thought second half they looked great. They obviously had a bit of rust in that first half and some new combinations there with guys like Stephen Crichton, the Panthers centre, playing in the half. So it took them about 40 minutes to kind of get into their work. Second half, they only lost eight points to six. So if I was a Kiwi fan, I would be paying more attention to that result and maybe thinking that there could be something big brewing for this weekend. I do expect the Kiwis to be too good, but there are a couple players in that Samoan team. The young fullback, Far. I like to say he's got the biggest GPM or goose steps per minute ratio <laughs> in the whole of the NRL. This guy, he can't go more than two steps without throwing a goose in. He's a live wire. He's um, signed to the storm. He hasn't had many opportunities at first grade, but over the next couple of years, I think he's going to become a household name. So keep an eye on him at fullback. And then, like I said, you know, your Brian Tottles, your Stephen Crichtons, Junior Bolo, there's some big names in this team. And I think they're going to come over here with possibly sniffing out an upset. And I wouldn't want to be far Manu Brown, who's made the move across from Samoa over to the Kiwis, because I'd say he's going to have a target on his back. Yeah, there might be a couple of standover moments if he gets uh, put on his backside, if you know what I mean. Some lingering eye contact, all all that sort of stuff. But how much would you like to play behind that Kiwis forward pack, mate? They look quite tidy. 
Oh, that's scary, isn't it? When you've got the likes of Fisher, Harris and Moses, Leota alone, that's enough. But then you throw in Tapane, Nakora, Nelson Asafa Solomona, who's fresh off doing some damage to Jared Wallace's face in the boxing circuit. So he's fit and ready to go. It's a scary Kiwis pack. And I think the contact through the middle is going to be massive. We all know the Samoan side. They won't back down. So a few run it straights and a few big shots, which I'm sure a vocal crowd will really enjoy. But, yeah, that battle through the middle. I hate looking ahead, but the thought of taking on the Kangaroos next week and Tino Fasor-Malawi and Payne Haas up against Fisher-Harris and Leota, that alone is just bums on seat stuff, isn't it? Hey, staying on rugby league, Papua New Guinea to get an NRL team? What do you make yeah. of this story doing the rounds in the last 24 hours? It's an interesting one because it's their national sport and they just froth it. Like, and they're really good at it. The Papua New Guinea side yeah. is really good. And I think with regular top-tier competition, almost like what we're seeing at this Rugby World Cup, I think their national side will just come on in leaps and bounds. At the same time, it's going to be hard for them to attract star players from Australia and New Zealand, isn't it? Especially if they were to be based... Papua New Guinea surely they would have to be based in Australia I think there was some talk around Cairns or something but it's going to be hard to lure some big names so they do have a lot of talent in Papua New Guinea but whether they're able to pull it off as that 18th team I'm not too sure I like the idea of it just because they are so passionate about the game but I did think like a Perth or a New Zealand a second team here was probably more logical but the calls have been coming from Papua New Guinea for a long time now yeah, what's wrong with us, mate? What's wrong with us, Ben? Oh, mate, I'd rather we just continue to go all chips in on the Mighty Warriors, mate. Let's let's win a premiership here first, maybe next year, and then go from there with a second team. But, yeah, we could certainly pull it off. We've got the talent too. So I wouldn't mind seeing a second franchise, in all honesty, maybe down mate. in Christchurch or Wellington. And you agreed. On, and I'm in Wellington, Wellington bias here. I think it should be in Christchurch. Um, that's what I would do. But a derby would just be awesome. It would be awesome. Oh, it, would be. it would be. And then you could do a little state of origin type of battle each year, right? North versus the south. That would be good stuff as well. Yeah. And, and give the license to the Crusaders. They, they can run a rugby league franchise just to really wind up people too. So, so we, get a, we, get, we get an immediate anger from the New Zealand sporting public, right? Oh, 100%. And look, if an Auckland-based franchise, they could finally get a win over the, over a Crusaders franchise. That would be great for us Aucklanders. Hey, put your Rugby World Cup hat on today. Are you doing a great job of that, uh, Surly? Um, how on earth do the semifinals live up to the quarterfinals? I will never know, but stranger things have happened, I guess. Yeah, it is hard, isn't it? Like those two 8am quarterfinals from the weekend were probably the semifinals in all honesty. But those other two games were really exciting in their own right as well. Obviously, Argentina pulled off a bit of an upset there in a game that kind of had it all, didn't it? Wales jerseys numbers were falling off. Jaco Piper <laughs> went off injured. Intercepts. It was dramatic, and they were fueled by pure passion, weren't they? So well done to Argentina. And then we also saw England prove too good for Fiji. And I thought England, for that first kind of 50 minutes, looked the best they've looked all tournament. So you can't help but think that maybe this finals footy, they grow another leg. So I do think that semi-final, South Africa, England, could be a little closer than people are expecting. Hopefully, the All Blacks are going in big favourites. They'll be too strong. 
uh, the ideal result for me in that one is around the 50-minute mark. If we're up by a bit, we can kind of roll the bench, get guys like Damien and that with some minutes in their legs and blow the score out even further and just make sure guys like Richie and Artie and that are put on ice for what would be a huge final. But I hate looking forward because we did this in 2019 and England tripped us up. So all eyes on the prize and it sounds like the players are dialed in anyway, which is enough for me. Yeah, that, exactly, because, uh, Surly, you and I are not going to play this game, uh, you know, much to our disappointment. Uh, so I think we yeah. can kind of look ahead. And I've asked a philosophical question of everyone uh, today. Who are you rooting for in the second of the semifinals? Do you want South Africa in the final, or do you want, theoretically, the weaker side, England? Who have you? Be- who will you become on Sunday morning, a Springboks fan or an English fan? Yeah, look, I hope my mum's not listening because she's actually English. So I'm half English, but I don't often admit that, especially not on radio. (laughs) And England are probably, in both cricket and rugby, the one side I like to see lose the most. So sorry, mum, I'll be going to South Africa (laughs) just because I think it sets up one of the great finals, doesn't it? Like there are bitter arch rivals. They're playing some amazing football, apart from us on the weekend they certainly look like the next best side they dispatched of a handy French team an unreal French team really in front of a big vocal crowd so I think that's the final everyone wants to see but I do have a feeling England will keep it within that kind of 1 to 12 margin and and make South Africa work for it it's going to be physical up front so there could be some battered bodies and I think that one day less turnaround could really help us as well the interesting stuff. Um, almost as interesting as me finding out you hate half yourself, um, Surly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a split personality <laughs> hater. Again, no one really knows I'm half English, so don't clip that up, eh? Don't clip that one up. <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks so much. Have a great show tonight. Appreciate your time. No worries, mate. Love your work, and uh, good luck on the call on the weekend. I'll be listening. You're very kind. Ben Searle joining us, who has been hosting Rugby World Cup today, giving you great insights into the Rugby World Cup from 6pm every night uh, throughout this uh, tournament. It's nearly eight minutes away from 11 o'clock. Double eight, double three, if you want to continue to answer our philosophical question, who are you barracking for in the second semi-final? This is provided New Zealand have made it, right? Um, New Zealand gets through, who do you want to see invited to the final? Who will you become a supporter of for those uh, 80, possibly more, minutes? Back after this break, eight minutes away from 11.